Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I am your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Captain Brandon Hilliard on with us. How are you, Brandon? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm so good, man. I'm stoked to get you on here. This is my first time talking to you. You're new to the Salt Life team, so I'm stoked to get you on here, bro. Yes, definitely. So give me a little bit of an uh, overview on yourself, where you're from. Uh, talk to us about what you do and everything, man. Okay. Uh, I'm originally from East St. Louis, Illinois. It's uh, right across the river from St. Louis. Um, down here in Destin, Florida right now. Been here since 2009. Air Force brought me here um, 2021. I retired from the Air Force, uh, medically retired. I got hit by a drunk driver, I guess you could say. So sort of couldn't really like deploy or TDY or anything like that anymore. So I opted for the medical retirement and I've been running charters ever since. <laughs> That's gnarly. <laughs> I mean, I look at it as a, as a blessing in disguise because I definitely don't have any any regrets. So the U or the United States uh, Air Force brought you over there. Correct, correct, dude. How good is that? Florida's amazing, huh? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Like when I first got stationed here, I was like, "Hey, I, I, I can, I can rock with this." When you first moved there, were you just super into fishing? Yes and no. Like I said, I grew up fishing a uh, bass, crappie, you know, catfish, all the freshwater fishing. But when I got down here, I started exploring more and more into the saltwater fishing and the nuances of it, how to do it and stuff like that. And pretty much just stuck with it. That's crazy. Was it like a big difference between freshwater fishing where you're from and then kind of moving on to that saltwater type of fishing? Oh yeah. Huge difference. Like I say, when I first started, I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm gonna like this, but <laughs> <laughs> ended up falling in love with it. The more and more I learned about it. So you're chartering right now. How long have you been chartering for? Total five years. This would be my fifth year, but the first three, I was still in the Air Force. So it was more like just a weekend thing, just something to do on the side while still learning the craft. And then once I got out, I pretty much was like, hey, this is what I want to do full time. So when I bought a hardcore fishing boat and pretty much just went all in, I mean, it's kind of crazy because like I say, this is like my second year full time. But last year was pretty much like, Boom, I just, I guess you could say, popped up on the scene for a lot of people who didn't know I was. I mean, there were a few people who knew I was doing it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that that's what you wanted to do? Like when you were in the Air Force, did you know, like, dude, I want to be a charter captain? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. You kind of just fell to your foot. Um, yeah, I had a, had a couple friends that I met down here, um, like brothers to me. We were, uh, we started off fishing together. Um, I mean, from there, it was like the pier to the party boats to the private charters. And then my brother Lionel, he started, uh, doing inshore charters and pretty much he was the one that I guess you could say almost talked me into being a charter captain. I feel like it's so interesting because you're up in the air flying, flying jets and stuff. And then you're like, I'm going to become a charter captain. <laughs> I, I just, it's. It's so funny to me because I talk to people like, this is why I love doing these podcasts. Cause you start talking to people and you're like, what'd you do before or whatever? And then you're like, oh yeah, I was a 
living in Arizona, you know, and then I moved to Florida and became a captain. I'm like, whoa, no way. What the heck? But it's yeah, just the, yeah. the love and the passion for the ocean, right? Living the salt life. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's so good. So how is fishing there in Destin? I mean, it's beautiful. One of my, I mean, one of the best places you could probably come and fish at. Right now it's blazing hot. <laughs> like probably one of the hottest summers I've experienced since I've been here. But I mean, the fishing is still good. I mean, you just got to somewhat know what you're doing. I'm not going to say you just can go out there and drop a line and catch a fish because so many variables with it right now, especially with this heat and how hot the water's getting. Yeah. How, how warm is the water there right now? Um, yesterday when I was out there, I think my bottom finder told me it was like 92 degrees. Wow. What the heck? Yeah. It's, it's blazing. Like <laughs> it's almost like the fish are like, bro, it's too hot to even take the bait. Yeah. What does that do for like the ecosystem? I mean, it just makes you actually got to fish hard down here now. Yeah. Right about now. But I mean, you, you got to be prepared for everything. If they don't want the live bait, you got to have the cut bait. You don't want the cut bait. You got to have the jigs, you know, you just got to have a little bit of everything. Got to have your whole arsenal ready. But the fish are still rolling around. They're good to go. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Right now, um, we're going for amberjack and trigger fish. Trigger fish are everywhere. I mean, literally stick your hand in the ocean with a piece of squid and catch a trigger fish. Um, Amberjack, <laughs> Amberjack is, is, is hit or miss right now. Like I said, especially with the water temperature, like I said, I was at a spot yesterday and they're swimming all up everywhere. I'm throwing top water plugs, vertical jigs, live bait, cut bait. And they're just looking at it like, nah, it's too hot out here. No way. Yeah. I was going to ask you like what kind of fish you guys have been going over or going after recently. Yeah, like I said, just trigger fish, amberjack, um, mahi have been everywhere. Yeah, like literally they, they everywhere. Love the, they love, love, love the warm water, huh? Yeah, so they're swimming around like crazy around here, dude. How good is that? Do you spearfish or do you just uh, no, use rod? rod I do. I'm not getting in that water. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the life for me. <laughs> uh, dude, you're a classic. I love it. So what's like a normal day for you when you're, when you're chartering, um, and going fishing and stuff, are you guys specifically going for amberjack and trigger fish then, or are you guys try like during this time with this hot water, right now, I guess. During this time right now, I mean, I like to get out there early. So I'm usually leaving the dock probably about 5 AM, um, stop, you know, stop at the marina, get ice, extra little bait or whatever I may need or whatnot. Head out. A lot of my trips lately have been, uh trolling so we go out and troll for like mahi wahoo whatnot after that before the sun gets up and blazing i still hit a couple of my bottom spots and you know we'll try to get our trigger limit um black snapper mingo snappers I'll hopefully try to find a keeper aj but play around with some amberjack and like i say lately it's been like every spot i stop at there's been schools or schools of mahi just swimming up to the boat so of course the customers are having fun picking those out the water left or right what kind of conditions do those amberjack and trigger fish like to have? Like, is it that warm kind of water? Are they in reefs? What are they in? Because I'm I'm from the West Coast. Right. So in my experience right now with trigger fish is, it doesn't matter. Trigger really? fish are like the, par the piranhas of the Gulf. They're going to eat whenever, whatever. It doesn't matter. I could probably catch trigger fish off a piece of bubble gum the way they've been eating right now. Are you kidding? Um, yes. They're crazy. Abundant of trigger fish. Amberjack. You know, they're mainly, like I said, around the reefs and the the wrecks. Been getting a lot of them on the, like, 
top water plugs, throwing out flat lines and just sitting there waiting them, letting them see the live bait swimming around and they come up and smack it. I mean, how, how big are those fish getting? The biggest one I've caught this year is about 43 inches. I've been averaging like 30 to 37, 38. But like I said, they're just, they're just a really fun fish to catch. Like everybody wants to catch an amberjack until they catch an amberjack. Because th- those amberjack are super strong, right? Yeah. In my eyes, it's like probably pound for pound the hardest fighting fish we got in the gulf right now. I was going to say, I've I've caught some, I want to say Cabo area has amberjack, if I'm correctly <laughs> speaking, but I've caught some there and do those things are so gnarly. Like they're just dragging line, like let's go, oh, buddy, yeah. let's go. Yeah. If, you, if you're not, if you're not mentally ready to handle that battle, yeah, you might as well just give up the reel. So with those fish, you were talking about bait and using different types of tackle and stuff and how you catch it with bubble gum right now, but. What is like your, what's your go-to method for uh, catching those two species like trigger fish versus amberjack and so forth? Okay. So now you want me to release all my secrets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right now, trigger fish. Give me the doubt. Tr- trigger, trigger fish, I would say mainly is just off squid right now. Throwing a, you know, a two hook chicken rig down, a two or three hook rig down, squid, uh, cut cigar minnows, Spanish sardines. Bonita strips, I mean, whatever, like I say, trigger, hitting left or right. Amberjack, right now, having a lot of success with the topwater plugs. Just a popper, just casting them out and just chugging them back to the boat in there. You can just see them behind the boat, just attacking it and trying to get it. So, And the Amberjack stay in schools, right? Yes. That's crazy. They're just schooling up, just going after it. You pull up to the wreck and you just see them all on the bottom fine or just all levels from the bottom to the top. I mean, like I said, they're, you pull up at the right spot, they're everywhere. Dude, I feel like amberjack are the type of fish that, I don't know if they're good eating, but it's so fun to just like see videos. Of they're pretty catch- good. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. I'm not going to put them in like my top three, but yeah, yeah, they, they, are, they are pretty good. They're a good fish to eat. But they're a fun fish to catch, right? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. That's why a lot of people like, I tell them after we get so many trigger fish or we get limit out on trigger fish and we start catching the mingos, the lane snappers, black snappers and stuff. And they're like, whoa, we want to fight something big. Hey, I got I you. Got you. <laughs> <Yes>. I got you. <laughs> and then the minute they do it, it's like two, three minutes into the, to the fight. And they're like, Cap, can you come get this? No, sir. No, sir. No, <laughs> That's real what you not. asked for. You're real <laughs> right. nothing. They're just like such a, like a, a mean fish to fight, I feel like, and especially like two. That's basically what it is. Yeah. They just have the energy. Yeah, de- definitely full of energy. So do you guys have a good or a lot of good fishing spots around there for those two species? Oh, yes, 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 definitely. There's a, there's a plethora of them. So the biggest amberjack versus trigger fish, let's go, let's go both sizes. What's the biggest of each that you've caught? You said amberjack was like 40 inches. No, the biggest amberjack that I've caught was on my boat. It was a sort of like a funny. So it's not really a funny story, but um, I want to hear. Was, this was last year, actually. Um, I had a charter, and there was a girl who said she wanted to catch, you know, a big amberjack or a big fish. She said, so 
it was her and her family. Everybody's catching amberjacks. Like they're they're doing vertical jigging. So they're out there jigging. She just couldn't get it. I mean, she was probably like 18, 19. She probably she probably weighed like a buck twenty at most. So she couldn't get the vertical jigging thing down. So I was like, hey, I'm gonna give this bottom reel. We're gonna drop down this cigar minnow. And she was like, okay. Yeah, it was cigar minnow. And she was like, okay. So we drop it down. I put it on like a five foot leader. She drops it down. I was like, come up like two cranks. So she comes up. Everybody else is catching AJ. So I'm like running all over my boat, like de-hooking fish and everything. And she's just sitting there for like five minutes. And I was like, have you felt anything? She's like, no. I was like, well, dang, I noticed. I know the bait didn't get off the hook. I was like, hey, just, just start reeling it up for me. And I'll, you know, throw you another bait on. She's like, okay. <laughs> As she's reeling, next thing I know is like, she almost flies over oh, the gunnel. And she's like, oh my God, help. And she's just reeling it up. <laughs> And I'm sitting there looking, I was like, well, you, you, that's what you said you wanted. She's like, please help me, please help me. So like, I'm holding the back of the reel and she's like reeling and reeling. And she's like, you know what? I got this. So she like takes it herself, no fighting belt, like digs it into her hip and she's just reeling. And she's like, can I get some water? So I like open a bottle of water. She like takes it one hand, drinks it, gives it back to me, starts reeling again. I was like, oh, she's serious. So after like 10 minutes, she probably brought up an amberjack. It was like 46, 47 oh inches. Oh my gosh. She, she, the amberjack like it way more than her, but <laughs> she held it up and she was like ecstatic, like proud. She won the day. Nobody could tell her anything that day. Dude, that's so sick. What a good story. I love that one. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I feel like those, I feel like amberjack have like ADHD times a thousand. Like they just go. Man, they go nonstop. It's like they almost never quit. Even when you get them to the top of the water by the boat, they're still trying to go back down. For sure. But it's so funny. The fish <laughs> looked like she was, it was bigger than her. I love that. What about trigger fish? What's the biggest uh, trigger fish, I guess, that you've had on the boat? Biggest trigger fish is probably about 23, 24 inches right now. It was about 23, 24 inches. And that was last year. I had a couple friends in town. I was like, hey, Let's go out and try to get our trigger fish limit. And they were like, all right. So we headed out to one of my spots and literally three drops. We came up with three trigger fish. It was like 21, 23, and like a 20 inch. And we kind of just like looked at each other and we were like, well, mm, should we go in? I guess, guess we'll go in now. <laughs> it was like the quickest trip in the world. I think we were out there probably 10 minutes max. Oh it took a longer to set up than it did to get the fish on the boat. Is there a size limit for trigger fish? Yeah, they got to be 15 inches, 15 inches to the fork. What about Amberjack? Amberjack is 32, if I'm not mistaken, 32 or 34, 32. You always keep the bigger ones anyways, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Dude, that's rad, man. 10 minutes on the boat or 10 minutes out of fishing spots, a pretty hard thing to beat, right? Right. Yeah, it is. Me and me, me and my brother Lionel have a competition now where we had a competition this summer about who can limit out on snapper the fastest. I think I had a six person trip and I think we limited out in, I think it was like 12 minutes or 13 minutes or something. We had like 14 snapper on the boat. I mean, 12 snapper on the boat. And then like a week later, he's like, I did it in seven or whatever. So do you have a good one for trigger fish? Not really, because I mean, trigger fish is like, ah, uh, you know, the rod's bent over. It's a pretty big fish. You get it to the boat. It's like, ah, uh, it's a trigger. Yeah. Like, Amberjack, give give people a run for their money. Like, yeah. seriously, give people a run for their money. It's almost, I mean, it's it's funny just watching them catch it. 
what kind of setups do you guys use? Uh, like rides and reels and everything. Right now, I have four pin slammer fours um, and four pin fathom two speeds. So, oh, those uh, fathoms are good. Yeah. So I got four of those for the bottom. I got the four slammer fours for like the top water, the jig and stuff like that. Then I also have two authorities that I use and everything is loaded. I feel like the fathoms are just such a good overall reel, especially here on the West Coast too, for like obviously the different sizes, like going for tuna and stuff. You can use a fathom, right. they're pretty inexpensive. So compared yeah, to a lot break, of you know, you're not gonna break the bank. You're not gonna break the bank and there's exactly, some solid reels. Exactly. And they're great. Like you were talking about two speeds and stuff, like those things are so good, dude. You can reel some big stuff in, like some large, right. large fish. So right. That's a good setup to have. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's just an easy, an easy setup, right? Like those reels are good. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. They're solid. I mean, I haven't had an issue with any of them at all. What? Uh, so were you guys catch uh, catching the fish and then clean? Do you clean the fish at the dock, yes. or how do you do it? Yeah, I clean them back at my marina. Okay, cool. Rat. You ever it's do all, like it's all a, it's all it's all a one stop shop? Oh, that's awesome. You ever do like uh, meals with with your clients and stuff? I have before, once, twice, twice. Pretty fun though. Just like, oh, we're gonna go yeah, fishing. It was uh it was a actually a crazy story. It was a big boy from Outcast. He came down and he did a fishing trip with me. He booked me for one day and he ended up we ended up doing like three, four days in a row or whatever. And we just had like so much red snapper and everything. He's like, Man, I don't know what to do with this. So I was like, Hey man, we'll come out there and cook it up for you and we cooked it up. Yeah, I had dinner and kicked it with them all night so after that i was like i should probably start doing this more that's sick that's so fun i love those stories i love just like connecting with people and like you go out fish with someone you've never met before and you have the best time ever and you're like all right let's go back and cook it and then you just have the best right. dinner ever <laughs> right right what's your like favorite recipes for those fish true fish i mean i normally just well amberjack too i'll do grilled or baked amberjack uh trigger i've actually used to just fry it all the time but then i started baking it and i think i like baked trigger the most i've never baked like the most. i don't think i've ever baked fish i've always thrown it on the grill really? and it and then like when i catch tuna and stuff i just make like poke bowls and stuff but yeah i, I bet you bacon would be probably pretty I pretty mean, good tuna is pretty much just smoked for me like i'll smoke tuna or you know sear it but yeah trigger and amberjack it's either baked or grilled or like I said, with the trigger, if I'm in a, if I'm in a hurry, it's just, you know, throw them in the fryer right quick. Smoking tuna is amazing. Amazing. Yes. Yes. Especially when you do the tuna dip. What's your favorite thing about chartering? Just to be honest to people, like just taking them out there, letting them get that experience, the fun they have, the laughs they have. I mean, we literally like my, I pride myself on kicking it on my boat. So when we come out there, it's not just like, oh, yeah, we're, right, we're here at the spot. Drop your line. All right, let's catch fish. Like, I tell people, we're going to laugh. We're going to kick it. If you miss a fish, I will laugh at you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're, going, we're going to laugh. We're going to make jokes out of this situation. Like, there's no need to sit out there and get all angry and mad because somebody missed a fish or whatnot. Like, they're here to have a good time. So that's what we do. I make sure we have a good time. Music's playing. Everybody's just kicking it, laughing, enjoying themselves. So that's probably my favorite thing, just seeing the excitement and the the happiness that people get from it. 
Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's so fun just to like, you know, just be on the boat. Even when you don't catch fish, just being on the boat and like going out there and being on the water is the biggest thing in the world, right? Like looking around right, yeah. and just going, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's the other part of it. Just being on the water, I could do it every day. I mean, I do do it every day, but, yeah, I, say. <laughs> but I mean, that's, I mean, it never gets old to me, period. Speaking of doing it every day, do you have any fishing trips coming up? by yourself or yes. going anywhere no just charters right now charters <laughs> yeah they're they're all charters i mean i i get to fish for myself maybe a couple times a month if that like mainly it's all it's all charters the days i do have to fish for myself i'm like now nah, i think i'm just gonna sit home and relax today are you pretty booked up yes yes and then they extended snapper season here till the end of november so nice Yep. Every weekend. So good. How can, every how can somebody snapper and then the rest of the week is trigger fish and amberjack and everything else. How can somebody book a trip with you? Where can they go? Uh, you can go to my website, got the hookup charters.com. Uh, my Instagram, got the hookup underscore charters, Facebook, got the hookup charters. I mean, <laughs> it, I'm, I'm, ev I'm everywhere. I'm trying to be everywhere. Got the hookup charters. I like it. Yes, That's sir. an easy one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I try try not to make it too difficult. So Sick. everything is like I said, everything is the same. Got the hookup charters on everything. How easy is the process with chartering with you? Like you guys have all the gear set up and everything ready to go. Oh yeah, everything everything is included. All you got to do is show up with whatever you want to eat and drink. Perfect. I handle everything else. Dude, that's epic. That sounds awesome. You need you need to come to Destin and check me out. <laughs> I've been telling the Salt Life family, I'm like, dude, I need to get back to Florida, man. I've been there in probably like two years, which is a long time for me. Really? I, was, I was going like every year for a while. Oh, but for real? Yeah. I need to get back over yeah, there. Yeah, man. You definitely need to come to Destin, man, and check it out. Absolutely. We'll go fishing. Hopefully it won't be uh, 110 degrees here, but. <laughs> hey, if it is, it is. Who cares? I'm in for it. <laughs> I can I can jump in the jacuzzi water and cool off maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think it'll be hotter in the water than it is on the surface. Yeah, for sure. Rad, Brandon. Well, thank you so much for hopping on, man. I really appreciate you. No problem. No problem at all, man. Thank you for having me. Rad. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening in to today's podcast. We'll catch you next time. Brandon, have a good day, man. Yes, sir. You too. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.